All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night, sitting in for the big guy. That'd be me. Sitting here next to my buddy Paul Nolan doing news. How are you, Paul? I'm good. You, uh, what do you give about 150 pounds away to do? Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably craps something the size of me on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> what? What am I saying? Did I, did I talk out of turn? Not at uh, all. Slick Rick Amarati here with Sports. Rick, how you doing tonight? All right, Rick, how we doing tonight, pal? Good. What do you got on, on tap for sports? I understand a certain hockey game that I might be interested in being played. Oh, yeah. Rangers Hurricanes tied 1-1 just ended the first period big game pivotal five game five linchpin game down in Carolina so we'll be tracking that as well as the Mavs and Golden State looking to wrap that game up out west at nine o'clock and uh, a couple interesting stories from the Miami Heat late game last night and Senator Marco Rubio coming in after and making some comments so really good stuff tonight oh yeah rodeo Some interesting stuff. So we got a a loaded show. We've got a bunch of stuff. Still stuff uh, we're going to be covering about the the shooting down in Texas, Evaldi, Texas. Uh, Lots of stuff unfolding. We'll probably get to that first. We also got a lot of different, uh, a lot of great clips here that G put together for us. Uh, We'll do those in just a little bit. In the meantime, though, um, how you doing, Paul? I'm good. I was busy all day. I had a really, you know, just a hard day, and I'm trying to catch up on news now. And uh, just some of the things I'm seeing already, um, just going through the social media, you know, about, you know, you know, parents being arrested and, and right. like trying to go save their kids. I just cannot wrap my head around. I have not had a chance to dive into all of it. So a lot of this I'll be seeing will be firsthand mm-hmm. with you people today. And um, I, I'm, I'm constantly disgusted by the way things are handled. And I don't know. My uh, my tinfoil hat is buzzing. <laughs> what about you, Rick? Anything uh, grabbing your attention today? Uh, of course, aside from sports, uh, I guess having to do because the first thing we are going to cover, I think, is is the uh, shooting, which you know continues to unfold. And and I didn't even do the the intro for everybody. So welcome, Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel Two Nineteen, Pluto TV Channel Two Four Zero, and of course Samsung TV Plus Channel Ten Twenty Nine. Also the Getter feed. Make sure you get in there. Uh, follow Real AM Voice on Getter. You can jump into the chat, say hello to us. We're always checking in there. Hello to the Telegram groups, the Discord group. Everybody that follows us, uh, thank you. Like, share the show. We appreciate it, as always. And uh, But back to you, Slick Rick. Anything uh, that's grabbed your attention as well from the biggest story probably Gripping the nation right now? Yes, well, I have a couple of stories. Uh, Miami Heat uh, calling for gun control during the game last night. Uh, I'll get into that story as well as Dak Prescott now is saying he's having second thoughts about having kids uh, based on what he's seen going on now in the schools. So, you know, it's impacting the sports world, and I'm going to tie that in as well tonight. All right. All right. So we'll get to that in the sports report. Um, But getting back to, you know, of course, the big story that everybody continues to talk about because it is unfolding. Um, and I think, I think I said it last night or the night before I forget, but there was a lot that we didn't, I think it was last night because Damon was reading something and he seemed kind of confused on it. Like some of the accounts of what, what an yeah, officer He couldn't did. wrap his head around the police right. was that were there and they didn't, and they waited outside or they confronted the, uh, right, the shooter was- and nothing happened that he went in, you know, and then we heard that maybe the, the, that cop was unarmed. Um, that's why a lot of times when these things happen, when I know they're like, policy-changing, life-changing, horrific events. I don't usually just jump in right away because I know so much is going to unfold, and I know there's going to be so much, for lack of better words, chicanery or 
BS that comes out early on, right. and uh, and I find that I'm better off kind of wading into the water slower because so many times you get misdirected early on and get caught up in the emotion of it all. Yeah, and that's part of what we're seeing. And and the one thing I brought up, I think, and I think it was last night. It was it was when it was. Damon was talking about being confused and wrapping his head around it was the timeline. We didn't have a timeline None of it about made sense the, the timeline. events that unfolded, how it actually occurred. I mean, we knew the grandmother got shot first. We knew he got into a car accident. We knew he ran into the school. He was, you know, confronted with someone and then shot his way into the school or something, something to that effect. And then we heard it was about an hour until police finally took him out. Well, now the timeline is starting to unfold. Which is just unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah. and the more you hear about it, the more you're like, all right, as it starts to piece together now, you're getting more different accounts from the police, from the parents who were on the ground. Because from what I understand, and I saw a lot of the footage today as well, is that parents were at the school immediately, within minutes, once they heard about the gunfire. I mean, you're talking about a small town. Small town in Texas, I think they have 15,000, 16,000 people in the entire town. Small town, word gets around, lickety-split. So a lot of the parents descended on the school very quickly within minutes, like within five, ten minutes. Um, And then from there it was, and the police were there very early on as well, within five minutes from what I understand. So there was a lot of that, like, early engagement but then, like you were saying earlier, we, we got this report that this happened and that happened and this. We didn't know what to make of it. And now more and more is starting to come out. And it's starting to you're starting to be like, scratch your head, like, well, why did they wait an hour? Yeah. The well, question is also that door that should have been locked that wasn't locked. Right. Um, you know, to me, uh, that there's a lot of questions there as well. Um, some of the things that I picked up today, again, trying to get what I could while I was just jammed up all day was that uh, a couple of the parents or one of the parents said they were pro-Second Amendment and they are being vilified, chastised, and berated and, and made fun of and by a lot of the lunatics on the left just saying you deserve this and all kinds of evil, demented wow. talk on like social media about these people right. got what they deserve because they support the Second Amendment. Just craziness. Just, you know, this is... Well, that's the emotional side you were talking about earlier. Yeah, this is just so... It's so polarizing, and it shouldn't be right now. Yeah. And, and then, of course, you know, there, there are stories and accounts of parents trying to get into the school. One parent being tased, another one being, uh, like, put into uh, uh, handcuffs. Let's go to cut number one. This is a father of one of the victims uh, talking about the police and what happened there. Your job is you see a Russian. They say they rushed in and, like, and all that. Like, I, I, we didn't see that. And we're... From here, to at least a house away, you know. I mean, we heard, we heard the shots, you know. We heard, but they—they're just trying to go go back. Um, and they're let's do our job, but their job was to go in and, and, and save lives, not wait. And said it was within minutes, and, and I don't know if you guys were there. The the, the policeman said it was like what 35, 45 minutes before, and that was the truth. Even though that that's how long, you know, they went to actually what we saw was go in, and. <laughs> God knows how long my little girl or the rest were, were like that. Oh. Thing goes, I mean, yeah, I honestly think that it, it could have been, so a lot more could have been prevented if they were prepared. You know, it's, that, I didn't see no preparedness at all. I mean, they, as soon as they heard that gunshot, they should have rushed in. They were there without proper equipment. I saw their 
15, 20 minutes later, they came with their shields. Like, that should have been in their cars, you know, going in, not waiting 30, 45 minutes to get in. But by while I was there, I didn't see nobody rushed in. And that's what the, 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 a lot of the parents were arguing with the police. Y'all need to go in, y'all need to go do your jobs. And then their, their, their response was, we're here to, we can't do our job because you guys are interfering. Like, but yeah, there's plenty of the guys there that can be going inside, you know, can go inside and do their jobs. But, you know, and I know it's, it's, it's hectic, it was chaos, but still, I, I believe that there should have been more, more training for, for, for something like this. You know, nobody expects it in a small town, but, you know, it, we have bailouts all the time. You know, they, they should have known those, those doors should be locked. I mean, you just, we're just too close to the border too. I mean, not just blaming that, but there has been a lot of bailouts in the areas. So. Yeah, I, I promised my little girl on, on <laughs> oh. well, I saw her at the hospital, and I promised her, you know, her her, um, her death is not going to be, you know, in vain. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to, I mean, do whatever I can to to to, to talk, you know, to <laughs> make sure, you know, it's, it's, it's just not. Uh, that's that's rough. Again, that's one of the fathers mm. of one of the the you know victims of the shooting. You know the elementary school shooting. Um, and he and he makes some you know he he makes some great points. He points out things that he saw because again he was on the ground. He was there. Um, he saw what was going on, and, and you know we heard you know yesterday and the day before how police rushed in immediately. But now we're finding out that wasn't the case. Now, now I'm not here to jump on the police. I think again, we, like you said, we got to wait. More time needs to come out. We got to wait to see how the timeline evolves. What was happening, you know, from minute to minute to to you know for these guys to go. You know what? This is the this is the route we have to go. Also, uh, body body cam footage. See what happens with that. Um, we don't, there's a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of people just want to jump up and down and say, you did this wrong. And, and you know, it, it's real easy to sit here and Monday morning quarterback all this stuff. Well, that's the thing is, you know, you, you sit there and your Monday morning quarterback is one thing, but to me, not, you know, if you're a parent in that situation and it's happening and no one's going in there to rescue your kids, you know, and then to be, if you're willing to go in and try to rescue your kid that no one should stop you from that situation or no one, i can't believe anyone would be stopped right. and let alone be tased or arrested so i want to learn more about what happened there that right. to me is is so far the most disturbing you know um part of the reaction yeah and, and here's cut number three here's and again this comes from now that time has passed a couple days have passed we're seeing that what we thought what we heard was an initial response when the shooter approached the school actually didn't happen. Cut number three, G. It was reported that a school district police officer confronted the suspect that was making entry. Not accurate. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house to the bar ditch to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody to clear the record on that. Four minutes later, law enforcement are coming in to solve this problem. All right, so so there there we now get a, a clearer picture. He was not confronted by anybody in a parking lot. Nobody nobody had gotten shot on the way in that was trying to stop him. So now that, that's been corrected. But he also mentions there at the end, police were on the scene within four minutes. 
Now, so then it makes you wonder, okay, what happened next? And I guess that's what we're going to start to find out. I also thought I had heard that the kid, the shooter was shooting outside the school for um, an extended period of time before he even went into the school. So That's what I heard as well. We so, do have the, uh, the full recap from that same officer we could play later, but he did confirm that, yeah, there's a funeral home across the street and people there saw him shooting into the school, right. like just at the side of the building before he went in. Now, gee, is that, is that cut number four? Uh, yeah, we can okay, play it so, later. So we'll do that one uh, in a little bit in the next segment. Um, but just to give you a kind of, you know, and again, we're not here to bash on the police. Of course, we're, we're trying to, you know, kind of wrap our heads around it much like you guys are. Um, but it's one of those things. We got to have the, have the time, let it come out as we're starting to hear the timeline. We're starting to hear things. And keep in mind as well, these, these officers, they're human. You know, and you're in a small town. Chances are you're not talking about NYPD training here. You're talking about a small Texas town trained police force that's probably not up to snuff, you know, to what what we might envision the police doing. All right, that gets us uh, off and running. We'll touch base with uh, Slick Rick doing sports in just a few moments. Also, we'll continue on our discussion with this. We'll uh, talk about Obama making a fool out of himself as well. And uh, check in with Davos and see how things are going as they try to take over the world. Isn't that fun? As we give up our guns. Yeah. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Man, that reminds me of uh, the blues. <laughs> As gas price prices average a record high of 460 across the country, Bidenflation is... Uh, Responsible for home sales falling for the sixth straight month. And inflation is killing us, the manufacturers tell the Kansas City Fed. But hey, don't worry about it. That's what the president wants you to think anyway. Because as inflation continues to rise and the value of your dollar continues to go down, he's out stumping to spend even more of your money. Trillions more. Sending billions to Ukraine where we'll never see it again. You know the deal. So you're probably considering some of financial alternatives right around now, and I don't blame you. Paper money is worthless. How do you protect your hard-earned savings? Well, one of those options is to reach out to the people at Birch Gold Group to consider physical gold and silver, and the folks to talk to are at Birch Gold Group. They're the experts in precious metals. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they've got thousands upon thousands of satisfied customers. So why don't you become one of them? All you got to do is check it out for yourself. Most importantly, they'll show you options. Options you can take in terms of buying gold coins, you can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA, or even can convert an eligible 401k account into a gold IRA. Want to get started quick and easy? It's right there on the screen. Text America to 989898. That's America to 989898. And Birch Gold Group is going to send you a free information kit with no obligation whatsoever of course we don't like to be obligated we just want to do stuff and check it out for ourselves and they will do that they'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments as well in a tax sheltered account that sounds good to me as well everybody hates taxes so get the facts and get started today you've got nothing to lose except time text the word america to 989898 get your free information kit from birch gold and they've made it super easy again if you're looking at the screen All you got to do is grab your phone, text America to 989898 and get your free information kit. And Birch Gold will show you how owning gold and silver can help you protect 
your savings. So there you have it. Uh, on, another way for you to uh, kind of hedge your bets and, and kind of, you know, kind of protect yourself. Because uh, between what we're seeing in terms of inflation <coughs> and, 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 and the way this country is being uh, run into the ground, we're seeing more and more examples of it every day, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, they're going to give you options, which is what you need. Hey, let's do uh, let's do real quick with sports because there's a game, like I said, I'm paying attention to. Slick Rick, what do you got going on with sports, my friend? Hey, Rick, well, great segue. Sound like the Blues as well. Blues and Avalanche. <laughs> game five, one for the ages last night. I know Paul caught that game. I caught it as well. Overtime game. This is from Paulina Dodge. Robert Thomas's final minute goal in regulation gave way to Tyler Bozak's game winner. The St. Louis Blues rallied from a three-point deficit to pull off a crucial overtime win against the Colorado Avalanche in game five of the second round uh, cup series Wednesday night to keep their Stanley Cup hope alive for at least one more game. Tyler Bozak, the longtime Toronto Maple Leaf center who helped the Blues capture their first cup back in 2019, not too long ago, fended off elimination for St. Louis with a slap shot from the Blue end at 338 of overtime for the 5-4 victory. Well-fought game. Left a lot of broken hearts walking out of the out of Colorado, out, out of the ball center there. And uh, anyway, good stuff. Game 5 ranges right now in Carolina, Raleigh, uh, North Carolina, uh, PNC Arena. 1-1 with about 14 minutes to go in the second period. Uh, good game. Uh, Carolina got on the board first with a shorthanded goal, and then the uh, Rangers tied it up. This is the linchpin game, as I always say. Game 5, series tied 2-2. If the Rangers can pull the game out tonight, they get to go home Saturday night and possibly close it out. And obviously, if Carolina wins, well, they're guaranteed to, if they don't win in the Garden, they certainly get a Game 7, and we know those Game 7s are tough to win. Uh, another Game 5 tonight. The Oilers at the Flames. Right now, the Flames are looking to close that series out in the Scotiabank Saddle Dome of Calgary. Tonight, um, they're up three games to one, and they're looking as well to move on in the West. Um, and men's PGA today, guys. Interesting one. Charles Schwab Challenge, Colonial Country Club, Fort Worth, Texas. $8.4 million purse. There is an eight-way tie for first place. Eight wow. golfers shot a 66. Four under today. Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler, Harold Varner third. Chris oh, Kirk, good. Nick Taylor, Nick Taylor from the Duran Durant, no, uh, oh, Craig yeah. Cameron Davis, and Bo Hostler. <laughs> Unbelievable. Bo so, Hostler? Yeah, Hostler. <laughs> he, so, sounds, he sounds like a rodeo guy. He, he, yeah, he could be too. But anyway, good, good golf. So, Rick, I'm going to throw it back to you, give you some time there, and I'll get into the NBA a little bit later. We got that Mavs-Golden State game ready to tip at 9 out in the great city of San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unless you're, unless you're Charles Barkley, <laughs> yeah. who basically calls it a toilet. Um, and he's not far off. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, no, Rick. he's not. <laughs> uh, um, now, now, in terms of the, you know, you're talking about the game, the, the, the golf. Now, you've got eight guys at the top. For your theory to hold true, all eight guys cannot, none of the eight can be there on Sunday, right? That would be interesting. Uh, it, you know, my theory isn't, Bulletproof. I mean, I've been wrong once or twice, but no, in the last two no, years, not never. You. What do you, yeah. no, no, I'm not talking about picks. Not, crazy, that right? I'm wrong half the time. But no, I'm talking about the golf. <laughs> uh, you know, I would say very, very often, yeah, the guys that aren't in first. But I got to tell you, with eight guys, that's going to be tough, Rick. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
All right, so we'll look forward to the uh, updates for the other sports stuff in just a little bit. In the meantime, we'll get back to our uh, conversation regarding, the, you know, of course, the big story uh, everybody's been talking about, the shooter down in Uvalde. Uh, confirmed, if you missed the first segment, uh, we played a clip of the Texas Department of Public Safety, the DPS, revealing Thursday that the gunman who murdered 19 children and two teachers in Uvalde on Tuesday walked into the school through an unlocked door. Uh, which is which is like one of those basic things, right, Paul? I mean, haven't we seen this before with Parkland, with yeah. with all the school shootings where one of the things that they implemented was there's one way in and one way out, and all the other doors around the school, when, when school is in session, are locked. Yeah, what's so hard about locking the doors? Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I just... I, I really, it's hard for me to truly comment too much on this, other, you know, other than the obvious things like this. Lock the doors. What is so difficult about that? And, um, and but how about the kid leading up to it? I mean, as Gio and, and Fran had said, this kid was, you know, making threats, and he had said some to a young woman on, uh, you know, he was on some kind of chat with. Yeah. Uh, he was obviously considered a threat. He was considered dangerous. Um, you know, to me, I, I uh, I'm just curious how how it gets this bad, and then. The reactions outside of it, I'm just, uh, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see the clip about the timeline. You know, I'd really like to see, um, you know, uh, like I'd like to go through this. We don't have a lot of time in this segment, but next segment, I'd really like to focus on the clips in order and try to make sense of it with the audience and ask the audience to brainstorm with us. Yeah, because there's a lot that uh, that's happened. I mean, we can we can start. Hey, G, let's start with uh, clip number two. We'll play a little bit of it because I know it's a long clip, and we, and we can continue on after the break. But here, t- this is uh, some of the parents who are stopped by police, and we talked about this a little bit early as well from entering the school. Now, again, this is a fluid situation. Nobody knows exactly what's going on. They know there's a shooter. And, and they know there's a shooter in the school. That, and you know what? A, a part of this problem, too, is the police probably, okay, we know there's one shooter. Is there a second? Because that's always a question. Is there a second person or another one that they have to worry about? Well, the one thing that bothers me before we, like, because this clip is obviously hard. The one thing that drives yeah. me crazy yeah. is how they almost... The media uses the leads it bleeds and get the rest. You know, they give this kid his name, his face. They give him so much recognition. Right. And it, it just encourages lunatic copycats to come out and do it. Like, you know, so they can go out in their blaze of glory, right. so to speak. I just I just wish that they wouldn't give the guy's name. I wish they'd black out his face. I, I wish they would do something. Yeah. This... This is the woman, right? She, they, she, they detain her, and then she breaks free, jumps the fence, and gets her kids, does she not? No, she got tased, right? Somebody's on the ground. This is just so heavy duty right now. Yeah, I know we got to go to break. From, but from what I gathered editing this, the, the, the person being detained wanted to maybe go in and try to save kids. And the cops stopped him. Yeah, so let's just pause it there. We'll continue this when we get back. And again, a chaotic scene. I mean, nothing that anybody can, you can't really plan for, you know, especially if you're a parent. All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We'll be back with more. Stay there.
live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice, sitting in for Damon, who's off tonight. Paul, of course, is here doing news. Slick Rick has got sports, and uh, we'll do some more sports in just a little bit. In the meantime, though, we did want to continue. And, you know, I get it. This is a pretty heavy topic for a lot of people. I'm sure you've probably been inundated throughout the day. But things are always, you know, as we're finding out more, you know, more more things that are happening, the timeline being released, uh, different uh, different videos starting to come out. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a story that needs to get told. We don't want this to uh, kind of fall by the wayside. There's a story um, from the Daily Mail saying a female gamer reported a fellow online player to the FBI after he threatened to shoot up a school when he lost their game. Just hours before the 18-year-old gunman Salvador Ramos killed 21 people in the Texas school massacre, the woman, who had not been identified, was playing a horror survival game, uh, Dead by Daylight, with four other people online, and they were only known as uh, the, by their gamer tag. Uh, in the game, obviously, um, whatever that doesn't matter, uh, but she became disturbed when she heard a male gamer playing the killer launching uh, a furious tirade when he lost and started saying he's going to go to a school and shoot, shoot it up. Um, the killer even claimed that he would use an AR-15. This is the same weapon Ramos used. Um, after the male gamer became uh, began making threats, the female gamer recorded them and sent the audio to the FBI along to the creators of the game, Behavior Interactive. Uh, they mentioned they had some type of gun and kept saying it was going to be all our fault, the player said on Reddit. So that's interesting. I mean, the story goes on to say, I've recorded the entire post chat and all kinds of... We all kind of brushed it off as him uh, being uh, the edgelord type crap, um, whatever. So whatever that means. Um, so, uh, you know, just as the story continues, but um, I'll share this on my uh, on my getter at Papa Nolan. I'll share it on True Social as well. I'll try yeah. to use both for now on. And, and, you know, following up with that, another story that, that uh, you know, is kind of attached. This one's very attached. The husband of the teacher killed. One of the teachers killed died today of a heart attack. Uh, two days after teacher Irma Garcia was killed in Ovalde, Texas, at the elementary school shooting. This is coming from Just the News. Her husband, Joe Garcia, passed away from a heart attack, leaving four children that they had orphaned. Oh, my um, God. According That's to the family, terrible. the two were described as high school sweethearts. Oh, my God. Been married 24 years. Oh. And, of course, you know, with her passing, I guess, due to grief... He was just overcome, and he passed away. Uh, you know, you could say heart attack. You could say broken heart. Broken heart. I, we, I, I want to thank yep. Melanie Noel uh, for sharing that with me. So that I really appreciate it, Melanie. Thanks for the support. Um, I'm going to follow you back now. So thank you. Yeah, John Martinez, who's a member of the family, uh, Irma's nephew, uh, wrote on Twitter. Twitter, the family is at a loss for words. They set up a GoFundMe account as well. Um, it's just another sad uh, story related to what we've seen over the past couple days. And again, you know, a lot of people having trouble, you know, coming to grips with it. You, you hear the celebrity. You know what? I'm tired of the celebrities. Celebrities should be quiet. You're good at acting. You're good at coaching. You're good at uh, yeah. being on camera. You want to, you you know, push, push a, a product. Uh, fine. Go do that. When it comes to serious stuff, nobody takes you seriously. No, that's the problem. People do. 
That's the problem, honestly, yeah. that people do. And these people, they're good at all those things you said, Rick, but they're not read, good at reading books. No. They're not good at reading history books. They're not good at, at looking through history and peering back and seeing any time a citizenry uh, like, gives up its right to defend itself. Nothing good has ever ha- happened after that. No totalitarian leader has ever said, hey, take up arms against me. These people are stupid. They they live on their virtue signal. They live on their their hot mic moments, so they can be liked and appreciated. Everyone can say, "Oh, how sympathetic!" Great, we're all sympathetic. Right. The last thing we want is even more murder and more bloodshed. More people stop crime, violent crimes with guns, than than, than violent homicides are committed in these ways. So you, you, they don't report them. They just don't report them. You can't give up your Second Amendment. Law-abiding law citizens should not, cannot be punished for the, for the evil that people do, especially people who are driven to evil through an absolutely hopeless society in the last 10 years. Yeah, and one person in particular who, you know, got very emotional during his, uh, during, during his press conference, him? Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors, the coach there. Well, just two years ago, Mr. Kerr, I guess maybe he doesn't he doesn't even have to look back at history. How about his own history? In June of 2020, Kerr actually attended a rally and there's a picture of him with a microphone in his hand in Oakland, California, where he was rallying to have police officers barred from acting as security personnel in one of the most dangerous cities in the country, Oakland, California, where he happens to make a lot of his money. Yeah. So you know, when you hear about people like him, you kind of, it's, it's almost like tune the station because this guy's a moron. You really shouldn't listen to him outside of his, 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 uh, his expertise on certain things. Because when you go back and just look at his own statements in the past, well, according to him, I guess this blood is on his hands if he wants to play that game, yeah. you know, because he's the one who doesn't want police there. So why don't you just line the kids up, Mr. Kerr, and have them, have them as, as targets, as moving targets? Because that's what you advocated for. You go back to this defund the police crowd, and there are, there are, I got tons of articles I'll reference later. Uh, but this defund the police movement, you know, these are the same people, defund the police, are now screaming that the police didn't do anything. Where were they? How come they didn't do anything? Hey, make up your mind. Either you're with them or you're against them. Pick a side. But you can't hang out on the middle of the fence and wait for the right moment to decide, oh, on this one, I'm going to be over here. And on this one, I'm going to be over here. Don't work like that. You know, nut up, as they say. Yeah. Um, You know, I want to talk about lunatics. Keith Olbermann tells Dana Loesch that... Uh, to put you conservatives out of the school children killing business, America is going to have to take all of your effing long guns. Oh, There's that, another that, lunatic. Keith uh, Olbermann. Yeah, Keith, Keith, Keith Olbermann. That's the, the guy, the guy who, who fails. Michael Moore, Michael Moore said today, uh, it's Terrible. time uh, to repeal the Second Amendment. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's a clip I wish I would have sent to Gio earlier. Cause I, oh, yeah, right. I'm sorry. But did you see the... Um, the you know, um, oh, I'm sorry. There was follow up to it. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I forgot we played it. Forgive me. Uh, there was a follow up clip of of uh, you know other people saying, "I dare you to come take it." Right. This is going to be the. There still be the line in the sand if there's ever a civil war against when they try to take our guns. 
Yeah. It's, it's just like they'll be provoking some kind of a fight because people are not going to give them up. And again, it's not the gun. You can lay a gun anywhere. Unless a lunatic picks it up and shoots someone, there's nothing, it, nothing happens. More people die of car accidents, yet I don't see Steve Kerr crying about, you know, oh my God, all the people that have died from car We need to ban cars. He hasn't said a word about that. Well, how he doesn't about talk about from the adverse of actions of vaccines. I'm not going to talk about that either, right? That doesn't, that doesn't matter. Right. Don't talk about the gun violence on a daily basis in your own city of Oakland and San Francisco. You don't complain about that. That, I guess, is okay. Ah, it's not enough blood just yet. Right, Steve? You loser. Amazing, these people. Um, real quick, we do have some time. You want to run through some of this, uh, some more of the cut number three? Oh, no, cut number two. Let's run through the rest of this uh, clip here. Again, this is the parents, uh, you know, reacting. They're outside the school. They're trying to get to is their this kids. Is this full timeline, this one, Six? Oh, okay. Yeah, I like to see that. Now, again, as you see, there's one parent. I guess they're restraining one parent on the ground. I just can't imagine if I'm there and the cops are standing and that kid is inside and my, and my babies were in there when they were that age. I don't think there's any way you could stop me from running in there. I guess I'd have to shoot. They just beeline to the outside, then beeline back in. And what are they going to do? Shoot you for trying to get in there to save your kid? Yeah, it's just, it's just heartbreaking because they're so close and they can't get to them. This is horrifying. Yeah, sure. This is horrifying. I mean, it's like a, it's like it, it almost feels like you're outside a burning building and they won't let you run in and save your family. Yeah. Mm. Good analogy. And this is just brutal. I mean, this is just so brutal. I mean, this is this is what this is what terror sounds like. Yeah, it is terror. You know, and feeling helpless. Because again, they're they're so close, they feel and they can't get to them. Uh, yeah. I'd love to see that timeline. I'd like to know at what point, how many minutes this is in now. Yeah, let's let's, let's go to cut number. Uh, let's go to cut number four because the Texas police official here is giving a timeline of the of the shooting. So let's start let's start rolling with some of this here. G, cut number four. On Tuesday, May twenty fourth at eleven twenty eight, suspect. Just west of here, wrecks his vehicle, pickup truck that he took from his grandmother. He had just shot his grandmother in the face. She's alive. She's stable at this point. 1128, he's sitting there at the barge. He jumps out the passenger side of the truck. According to witnesses, he's got a long arm, rifle, and a bag. Later, we find out it's ammunition. He walks around, he sees two witnesses at the funeral home across the street from where he wrecked. He engages and fires towards them. He continues walking. He continues walking towards the school. He climbs a fence. Now he's in the parking lot shooting at the school multiple times. 
11.40, he walks into the west side of Robb Elementary. According to reports, video we have obtained from outside, inside, and again, we're still combing through that. So bear with us. Multiple rounds, numerous rounds are discharged in the school. All right, let's pause it there for a second, because I know people are probably going, why didn't people just run out of the school? Because you don't know what's going on. You hear things. Have you ever heard a gunshot, a a, a gunfire? Of course. Most people haven't. Uh, not in Texas. Everyone in Texas has. <laughs> oh, Texas. Sure. Everybody say- has. Everyone uh, knows how to shoot. I but mean, I'm, people uh, have been around people. I'm saying shoot. kids, you know, kids in school, they probably haven't heard a gun. Maybe a few of them have. Um, you know, teachers probably, they haven't really heard it. Something aimed at them. All of a sudden, a shot comes through. You're like, what the heck was that? It comes crashing through a window or something or hits a wall. Um, there's going to be a lot of confusion. But right? I'm, I'm not following you, though. Like, uh, and if you like, uh, Are you saying that people sh- shouldn't have ran in? Parents shouldn't? No, no, no. I'm saying because I- I've heard have? people go, oh, how come they didn't run out when they start- heard the shooting? Well, because you don't specific, know what's going on. There's usually specific protocols with right. these kinds of things, and they usually want kids to barricade and right. hide and, under the desk. And, and shelter, shelter in place well, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Also, I mean, just so to play little. devil's advocate, it is Texas, so I have to assume that at least some of these people know the sound of a gun. Yeah, of course. I, th- I think almost all of them in you know, Sound of a gun, but have one. while you're sitting in school and all of a sudden something goes off. I mean, it's just, it's a weird situation. I'm sure the sound is going to sound different. But again, protocols, like, like G said, you know, there's certain protocols, which is why they're not going to be storming out of the school when they hear it. Uh, we'll continue this as we go on. Again, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Again, we appreciate you taking the time. Joining us on this Thursday evening, coming into a big Memorial Day weekend. Um, Lots of stuff to still get to. Of course, we'll do some sports in just a few moments. Um, But just a reminder as well that, uh, you know, as we move through this story, there's going to be stuff that, you know, you might hear from us right now that's going to change later. Yeah, exactly. You know, well again, done. we're going with what we what we know at this point, right at this moment. Without a doubt. Well done, because, you know, we're only going now, and that's why it's hard to even comment. You know, it's just, you know, you, you got to see everything before you can really determine what you believe, and then that can change with new information. Right. And, and, you know, everybody likes to speculate, and we've all gotten caught up in the, you know, the emotion of, you know, speculating because this is what we believe. And, and you know, but we got to stand back as well. And again, I, I look to the the police because we're the fan of the police. You know, we want them out there. We need them out there to do their jobs. Um, unfortunately, as we're finding out from from this story, they may have been woefully unprepared for something like this. You know, and you go back to that that you know the woke mob of let's get rid of the police, let's get them out of the schools. Denver ending police in schools. Their districts wanted to end contracts. This is dating back to uh, 2020 in a response to George Floyd. Oh, let's get the police out of schools. George Floyd had zero to do with schools, but look at how they jump at it as a way to attack 
the police. And then, of course, we follow that up with um, the Dodo, Obobo, and and his ridiculous um, tweet. I'm glad he put it in writing because it's just it's well, it's so you, stupid. If you follow this tweet, the majority of the of the people replying to him were. You're out of your mind. Yeah. How dare you? You're disgusting. I mean, it was endless amounts of that. And the only people saying things that were positive to him were bots. People who had like three followers following seven, like just fake accounts. And it, it was it was obvious. It was really obvious how, you know, nobody, no, the grandstand that politicized this at this time right now to advance your agenda is um, it's just so abhorrent and disgusting. So, yeah. Well, want to do a little sports here so we can finish up uh, the clips we're looking at? Yeah, let's definitely take a uh, let's cleanse our palate of the the what do you former got there, slick Rick. Well, a little bit. I'm going to draw you back into it a little with the Miami Heat story. Oh, but um, I, I, <laughs> let's give you some scores, boys. Uh, well, ah. NHL action ended two periods. Game five down in Raleigh. It's two to one. Hurricanes have just gone up and. Uh, Big third period for the Rangers. Need to come back and, and get this game tied up and try to get it uh, get it won. And uh, series is tied 2-2. So, like I said, linchpin game out there. And we got the uh, Mavericks and Warriors getting ready to tip off at 9 o'clock. I'll have an update on that in my next segment. And speaking of the NBA, Celtics take 3-2 lead over the Heat with dominant second half in Game 5. Adam Stites, Yard Barker. Boston Celtics are up 3-2 in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. They actually wrote it wrong. In the Eastern Conference Finals after a 93-80 win over the Miami Heat in Game 5 last Last night, both teams struggled to find offense early with neither reaching 20 points in the first quarter. The Heat clawed their way to a 42-37 halftime lead, but the game was decided when the Celtics went on a 24-2 run during a stretch at the end of the third quarter and beginning of the fourth, and that was basically all she wrote. Boston's Jason Tatum, who's having a great series, finished with 22 points, 9 assists, and 12 12 rebounds. I'll tell you, it's like the old times. Celtics looking very dominating, and Jimmy Butler did not have a good game last night. He only scored 13 uh, and again, game five out west tonight. Uh, and obviously, the winners of both of these series will go on to play for the NBA championship. Uh, sticking with the NBA, Miami Heat urges fans to demand gun reform from lawmakers as Marco Rubio calls out NBA over ties to China. Got a little sticky here uh, last night into today. Rubio slammed NBA for politicizing a horrific tragedy while seemingly silent on China ties. Paulina Dodge of Fox News reporting. Following a moment of silence before game five of the Ethan Eastern Conference Finals on Wednesday night, the Miami Heat urged fans to contact their state senators and, quote, head to the ballot box, end quote, Joe Biden, to advocate for gun law reform in the wake of the Texas school shooting. The Heat organization, the Boston Celtics and NBA family also mourn those who lost their lives in the senseless shooting that took place yesterday at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Our thoughts are with the victims, their families and friends, and the entire Robb Elementary and Uvalde community, the PA announcer said. Our hope is that family, friends, co-workers, and loved ones of all those impacted by this tragedy will find the comfort and strength uh, uh, they need as they carry on and on of those lost. The Heat urges you to contact your state senators by calling 202-224-3121 to leave a message demanding their support for common sense gun laws. I mean, what a place to politicize that. Absolutely ridiculous. So, Senator Marco Rubio from Florida uh, took to social media after the game to call out the NBA for what he said was politicizing a horrific tragedy in America while remaining silent on China's human rights violations. The NBA doesn't like to talk about the billions they uh, make from 
a chi- from a China that enslaves Uyghur Muslims and harvests their organs, his tweet read, but they have no problem politicizing a horrific tragedy in America. And uh, anyway, Miami Heat is so committed to social justice and has pledged to speak the truth when... when can we expect you to condemn the genocide of Uyghur Muslims being committed by your business partners in China? So, again, double standard. And, uh, well, there's a reason why a lot of people don't like sports, quite no, frankly. Uh, exactly uh, right. And it's you know what? Black eye for sports. You know, it's, and again, we talked about it last night. We talked about it last night. The hypocrisy on the left is never ending. They just don't stop. And it rolls into sports and entertainment. It's terrible. And and I wonder how many people, uh, how many Uyghurs die daily uh, for the NBA. Well, I don't know if you guys saw there was a a computer hack um, that that showed the list of all the people. Um, I was going to do that story last night, but obviously we got caught up in this. If there's time at the end of the show, I'll bring that story to the the table. But... uh, I mean, can we play the Schumer clip for context, and then we can go into we'll do the long Rand Paul response in the next segment. We'll keep people over for the next hour. Yeah, let's uh, Let, let's start with uh, Chuck Schumer here. This is cut number seven as he tries to uh, tie the domestic terror bill to the Texas shooting. Domestic you terror go. bill, you got to be kidding me, Madam President. All right, today, blow him up already. The he, he already had no. a chance <laughs> to act on a pernicious issue. This guy is that such has a turd. Recently become an increasingly prevalent component in America's gun violence epidemic. It's more and more like the The evil spread of white supremacy and domestic terrorism. I can see. In the past two weeks, the if United green, States has endured two spread. of the most traumatic mass shootings that we have seen in recent history. In my home state of New York, in the beloved city of Buffalo, with some of the Ten black Americans gun laws in the country. down in broad daylight by a white supremacist, oh, armed with that? an AR-15, and whose mind was poisoned by online conspiracies. He probably voted for you, Chuck. You shouldn't say that about your your voters. And two days ago, 19 children, 19 children, 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds, kids on the verge of beginning summer, kids with their entire lives ahead of them. We saw them holding up their trophies and proudly in their T-shirts. And a few hours later, they were gone, slaughtered in the predominantly Latino town of Uvalde, Texas. Two teachers, including a mother of four, were killed alongside them. Many more were injured and remain in critical conditions. It was the worst school shooting in America since Sandy Hook. Last night, I looked at the pictures of each of those kids online, and I wept. That you know. Taken from us. Taken from their families through senseless gun violence. I can't stop thinking about the parents, too, who lost their kids. Hmm. I can't stop imagining the paralyzing horror of being one of the parents showing up to the school after the shooting, wondering where oh, the their kid with this was. Guy. The I think this guy's grandstanding <laughs> makes me sick. He is the yeah. worst. Thanks, Jay. The worst ever. Just think about how New York. He's social signaling at every level, all about him, yep. all about how he's so empathetic, like he cares so much. He does not care one bit about anybody, and here's how I know. No sociopath does, and he is a sociopath. Yep. That's all there is to it. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's scary that these people <clears throat> hold positions of power. As Paul said, and and we've seen it. This guy, this guy, he doesn't care. They don't care. They have a narrative. They're going to use this narrative. They're going to use those those poor kids to get 
to, it, the ends justify the means as far as Chuck Schumer is concerned. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll continue on. We'll start with uh, we'll start with uh, Rand Paul when we get back after the break. Live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice the Thursday night. Paul Nolan sitting in doing news. Slick Rick Amorati's got sports. We'll do some more of that in just a little bit. Hopefully you'll have some good news for me on the, on the game I'm not trying to pay attention to. Uh, because I, I think I, I'm, I'm in that mode again where it's like if I don't pay attention, they'll do well. Because I didn't pay attention the other night. That's right. And they won 4-1. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is, maybe this is the route for me. Um, so we'll do some more sports in just a little bit. Also, we'll, we've got some uh, some stuff from Tim Scott I want to get to regarding the baby formula stuff. Klaus Schwab and Albert Berla. Boy, those two, that is a Tinder date gone wrong. Let me tell you about that. Uh, we'll be covering those guys in just a little bit from the uh, from Davos. And, uh, you know, some other stuff. If we got time, we got this great campus reform clip uh, about meeting pregnant men, which is, you know, something I think we all should look forward to at some point in our lives. Uh, Slick Rick, how are you? Good, Rick. Rocking and rolling, man. That's it? That's all you got for me? Just well, that's it. I mean, after that <laughs> statement, what can I say? How do you follow that? <laughs> yeah, good point. I'm trying to walk my way out of that one. All right. Mentally. Right. <laughs> now, before we, went to, uh, before we went to break, we were playing the, uh, the Chuck Schumer clip, and I know it upset Paul to the point where he had to run out. Yeah, and now he's he's calmed down and he's walking back into this. Thank you so much for coming back, Paul. Hey guys, I missed you. What I miss? What I miss? <laughs> Pregnant I men. The liberal, liberals decided to leave us all alone and let us just live our lives without them. No, yeah, but, but I thought since gone. your heart rate has gone down, we'd play some more Chuck. Oh, that's great. That's, oh, that's good terrific. Boy. Well, we got, we got to reset the table in case some people have you missed it. it. Let me put my tinfoil hat on for a second. <laughs> like, you just think about all this. They want, they want Beetle to Bailey. Take, they want to take away your guns. They want to take away your rights. They, but meanwhile, over in Davos, the World Bankers, the leaders, they want to have complete control of one constitution and going to envelop every other constitution and we'll have to all follow their rules on green energy follow their rules on health ministry i mean how can anybody not really see what where, where this is heading you don't think it's like 20 30 that they keep saying you'll have nothing in like you you think that that's just you think they're kidding they're not kidding they want to collapse the system reinvent the system and leave you just as a minion walking around in your gray jumpsuit and like every with a number on your chest and a chip in your arm it's a joke these people are sick and people think we're crazy because we're pointing it out yeah it's a this is this we're watching that this the dystopian future happen that they attack you for repeating their own words <laughs> it's crazy that, 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 that's the sickest it's not part. a conspiracy theory no. anymore the, the the lunatic nazi uh schwab klaus schwab he wrote the book called the great reset 
So if you say the Great Reset and somebody calls you a conspiracy nut, show them the cover of the book that Klaus Schwab wrote, where he's holding it and he's like, hey, this is my new book. Why don't you buy it? It's is that called the, guy the Great from Reset. Pfizer saying, imagine the power yes. if someone takes this pill and it tells us, uh, you know, it could tell them if, if, they, if they were vaccinated or not. Oh, my God, you think about the control we all have. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy stuff. But let's let let let's get back to Chuck, shall we? Yeah, I, yeah. Why not? All right. Let's get back oh my to God. The, let's get back to this lunatic. Uh, continue on with Chuck Schumer here, G. Listen These to this. Families, though. my colleagues, don't want thoughts and prayers. Oh no. What do they want? They want Chuck? their elected leaders to respond to their suffering. They don't want to be lifted up. They don't want good intentions. They want something to change. Oh yeah. They want results. Yet, the MAGA Republicans don't want to get to results. Oh, oh, They're ossified in their opposition to any action on gun safety. No matter the cause of violence and no matter the cost on the families, nothing seems to move them. Yesterday, after Beto O'Rourke confronted Texas Governor Abbott's press conference, the MAGA governor gave some empty platitudes about healing and hope. Wow. He asked people to put their agendas aside and think about someone other than themselves. My All God. right, you can blow it up that's, here because how, <laughs> that's, that's exactly a, what he's doing. He's not putting his agenda aside. And, and that's exactly it. He just lied and spun it and framed it in a way that, that to me is just, again, he, that's not what happened. He, the way he framed it, no. He asked you to not politicize this issue Right here, right now, where Beto O'Rourke made an absolute ass of himself. He completely, completely, completely blew it. That was as low as it gets. That is a whole new level of political grandstanding and and just absolutely disgusting behavior. And now we got Chuck Schumer doubling down on it, trying to tell you that MAGA, people who want their constitutional rights to obey the law and are good citizens and good community members. They're the victims. Now. They're the ones who have to pay the price for psychos. Psychos who, who have been brought up in a, in a generation of drugs and lousy food and unnatural, you know, belief systems. I mean, this is, you know, this is, these people are sick. Yeah. These are the same people he's complaining about. Oh, the kids are dead. Meanwhile, he doesn't mind killing them just before they're born. The no, same people. Not. It's the same people. You got to pick a side. Either you like kids or you hate kids. Which is it, Chuck? You lying, Chuck. Um, so that's what we're dealing with on that side. And 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 G brings up a good point. We really shouldn't call Beto O'Rourke Beto. He made up his own nickname. His name is Robert. He Francis. made up his own nickname. He's a loser. Oh, I thought his name was Francis. It's oh, his, Robert Francis, yeah. right. Yeah, oh. Francis. So, yeah, Beto, the, the fake... Uh, the, 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 the fake it's supposed Mexican. to be Mexican. like Roberto. Yeah. Oh. Because he's, you know, fake Spanish. Right. He's fake. That's right. Just it's like uh, just like oh. all liberals. They're all fake. Uh, here's yeah. one guy who isn't fake, though. His name is Rand Paul. He's as real as it gets. He's a real doctor. He's a real senator. And he usually is real good when it comes to questioning people. Let's go with... And his uh, old man was a patriot. Yeah. Still is. Cut number eight. You go. Today, we will have a bill before us, ostensibly titled and ostensibly about the subject of domestic terrorism. But this bill would be more accurately called the Democrat plan to brand and insult our police and soldiers as white supremacists and neo-Nazis. How insulting. I've met our nation's policemen. I've visited with policemen across Kentucky, 
through our big cities and small, and I've not met one policeman motivated or in, in, uh, consumed with any kind of sort of racial rage. What I've met are proud policemen and women who care about the people they that, that they protect in our society, but also who care about their fellow officers. I've not met one policeman who would not defend their partner, black, white, Jewish, Christian, Muslim. I don't see the kind of sort of insulting rage that the Democrats have for our police. I've met our country's young soldiers and Marines. I don't meet racist, I don't meet white supremacists, I don't meet neo-Nazis. I meet young men and women who are courageous enough to defend our country, and what an insult it is to put a bill before this House that says, oh, somehow our Marines are consumed with white supremacy and neo-Nazism. How insulting. In fact, I don't think you could look at a group of young men and women who are more adapted to the times, who are more accepting of their fellow men, and I have never, I have never heard of a Marine say, oh, I'm not going to carry my fallen colleague out because he's African-American. I've never heard of an African-American Marine say, I'm not going to carry out my fellow Marine because they're white. If there's any kind of grouping in our country more accustomed to treating people because they're your fellow soldier and your friend, it's the military. To insinuate that the military is consumed with white supremacy is an insult. To insinuate that our soldiers are somehow these terrible people, these neo-Nazis and white supremacists, that we're going to get a new government agency to police the Marines. The Marines are a proud part of our military. Our soldiers are a proud part of our country. These are the people who do not see color, who do not see race, who do not see religion. These are the people who don't leave their fallen. You think the Marines go around saying, oh, we're going to leave our fallen if they have a certain race or religion. You don't see that. The Marines, the soldiers in our country, the people who defend our country are the people who defend and love our country are the least consumed with any kind of notion of race. How insulting. This bill states, as if it were a fact, in the beginning of Section 5, that this bill will create an interagency task force to analyze and combat white supremacist and neo-Nazi infiltration of the, United, of the uniformed services and federal law enforcement. This is not just an insult to your local police or to the Marines or to the Army and to the Navy. This is an insult to the FBI. It's an insult to the Capitol Police. This bill says that they've been infiltrated. This says that our police are consumed with some kind of race rage. It's untrue and it's slander and it's scandalous, but it's predictable. This is the party that wants to defund the police. But this party not only wants to defund the police, they think the police are full of hatred and racism. It's not true. Every policeman in our country, every soldier in our country should look at this bill and say, who are these people? White supremacy and neo-Nazi infiltration of the Marines? That's not true. It's an insult to every Marine in our country. It's an insult to every soldier in our country. It's an insult to every policeman in our country. It's an insult to the Capitol Police. 
I don't see this in our country. I actually see our armed services as probably one of the areas where people intermix, regardless of race and religion, better than any segment. These are young men and women who live in close quarters in barracks. These are young men and women who go overseas. These are young men and women who have given arms and legs. And I don't hear example, I don't know of an example of some guy who says, oh yeah, we were blown up by an IED, but we decided to leave that guy because he's of a different race. How insulting. So you can have a task force to investigate our soldiers. This is a federal task force that is going to go in and investigate our soldiers for white supremacy. I guess read their emails, read what's the, what websites they go to, because the implication is they're guilty until they can prove themselves innocent. All right, you can That's pause it there, G, because up. you know what? He, he makes a great point um, of a task force that's going to, here, here they are, they found their criminal, the armed services. Now they're going to look for a crime. Actually, if there's a task force for that, um, it should be the military looking at the members of Congress. Yeah. The members of Congress, most of them, are probably guilty of a crime or two. Yeah, I would Let's say all it. of them. I would say every one of them is, a, you know, with the exception of a handful of Boy Scouts. I mean, think about how much insider trading they've done. Think about, exactly. Think about all the, the, the scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Think about all the creepy stuff that we've seen, you know, compromising positions that we, we've caught you know, politicians in over the years, and they, they seem to always come out the other side with yeah, no they, problem. They wiggle their way out. The Robert Menendez's of the world, who yeah. somehow, is, this he's caught, you know, uh, abusing girls down in uh, some other country uh, on some island, but somehow he's still a senator, and yeah. he's, still, he's still trying to hold other people to account. This guy, <laughs> uh, it, it boggles the mind. <laughs> but that's the, that's the bizarro world we're living in. I mean, look, it's, uh, we'll be back right after this. Let's do the rest of uh, Rand Paul when we come back. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. I uh, haven't been really been paying attention to the, the chat, unfortunately, on it's easy Getter. To, it's easy to follow the chats, like, you know, Discord and Telegram, both yeah. great groups. I'm sorry I'm not over there as much, but, you know, when D's, uh, you know, going, you know, we have a lot more time to... Yeah, we have a lot more time uh, to peruse. While he's pontificating, right. um, we can uh, go into the chat and say hello, but everyone, hello. Yeah, exactly. Um... But I'm sure you guys uh, have got, uh, and you know what I was just saying to Paul too. I'm like, wow, it's an angry show tonight. Yeah. Um, so we apologize if we're coming off a bit angry. But you know what, this, this kind of stuff I think kind of rubs us all the wrong way, especially hey. because we see it right in front of our face. They're doing it right in front of our face, and they think we don't see what they're doing. Debbie Rock sent us a message. Such a hard topic to report on. You and the boys are doing a great job. Thanks for your passion and intelligence on this travesty. Um, everything about that was right except intelligence, but thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate Debbie Rockets. Uh, yeah, and I thank you. I hate Mark Uckerberg. Uh, says be angry. Okay. Yeah, he's a rip. I'm, he's I'm with good. you. I like um, let's continue on with Rand Paul because Rand Paul was making some great points um, about 
how this bill that the Democrats are trying to introduce is basically uh, trying to really divide everybody, especially in the military, uh, uh, the armed personnel, the police, you name it. It's just going after them. And, and why? Because that's what Marxists do. They try to they try to destroy the police. They try to destroy your, your military. Uh, it makes it a lot harder for you to fight back when they come to try and take over. So if they can divide and conquer, that's, that's one of the routes they go. And it's been proven popular for them in the past. Let's continue, G. It will set up more of government agencies that presume your guilt. But it's an insult to our armed services, to our police, and to anybody who works in law enforcement. One might well ask if Democrats now that believe that the U.S. military and federal, state, and local police departments are all corrupted. Are all, there, is there white supremacy and neo-Nazis running around our country? Look, when I visit even the, the larger cities in Kentucky, when I visit the Louisville Police Department, guess what? I see African Americans and whites working together and brown and Hispanic, whatever you want to call people, all working together. I see high-ranking people in our department who are African American. I don't see that everybody's running around hating each other. I see black officers and white officers who work together are partners, who care about each other and would defend to the last breath their partner if they were shot in the line of duty. I've seen the officers who have been shot, black and white. I don't see any of them saying, oh yeah, well, we're not going to do anything because that person is of a certain race. This bill is an insult to every police officer in this country. This bill is an insult to everyone in our armed services. This bill says that the armed services have been infiltrated by white supremacy. So if you are a soldier in our country, if you are a policeman in our country, you need to let your congressman or senator know that you are not a white supremacist and that it is an insult for the Democrats to call you a white supremacist. It's an insult for the Democrats to say our police force is full of white supremacy, that our armed services is full of this. Everybody in this country who works in law enforcement should be outraged by this bill and should respond and say, no, that's not me, and that's not any of my colleagues. That's not what the Kentucky Police Force is about. That's not what the National Guard's about. That's not what the Marines are about. What an insult. What an insult. All right, and we can wrap it up there. So and, you know, again, it's something that the Democrats are after. They're after dividing for some reason, I get it's crazy. It's crazy. We elected a black president just a few years ago, but but neo Nazis and white supremacists are running around this country like lunatics. Right. It's just we can't see them. I don't know why. We'd have to ask Schmucky Schumer as to why we we don't see these. Where are they, Chuck? Where are they, you dumb Chuck? Where are they? <laughs> You can't say because they probably don't really exist on the scale that you want us to believe. That's all it is. It's a game. They're, try they're messing with people's heads. And they get enough of the sheep, that 10-15% that of the wackos, to jump along with them and, and fire out. Yes, of course, they're, they're everywhere. They, you, 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 can't even, you can't even walk down the street without a white supremacist hit you, hit, hitting you in the head w w w with something. Give me a break. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, and you know when you think about it, you know, the, the, there's like almost no 
white supremacist groups where they barely exist, you know, and they have no discernible power. And pe- people laugh at them. You know, they're not. It's not. It's not a threat at all. But this is just another way to use that cloak to take your rights, to take your your um, you know, your freedoms, take everything that you have, because they just want to control every aspect of the last real demographic, the the you know independent middle-class male and female for that matter who are the most likely to up you know stand up against government like there's been studies that show it the second most would be you know middle-aged uh black men are more likely to stand up for liberty and they cannot have the two groups together because if they do they're never going to get their agendas through once the black people realize that they're being duped and used it's over for them and it the most important thing is just keep on the ground just keep talking to people keep sharing what you know, and you know, it's just it's just uh, disgusting. The agenda is so obvious, and it's just so painful to watch. Yeah, and call it out when you see it. You know, and that's don't the don't thing. let people get away you with know, it. When you know how the game is played by this by the media and the and the, and the you know the top down bottom up Marxist agenda. You know, you just got to call it out, like you said, Rick. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's kick it over to uh, Slick Rick, who's going to change the tone a little bit with his smile and his wink and give us some sports. What do you got? All right, Rick, Rick. playoff update, NHL game five. Been reporting on it all night down in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, well, Hurricane's still holding that two to one lead over the Rangers. 11 minutes and 50 seconds to go in the third period. Still plenty of time to even up and even go ahead. But uh, Rick, your Rangers better start rocking. And uh, NBA... (laughs) I'm not paying attention. NBA 21 to 17 right now is the lead. Warriors over the Mavericks. Ma- uh, Warriors looking to sh- to shut down uh, Luka Doncic, the superstar from the Dallas Mavs, and end that series and move on to the NBA Finals. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that as well. Uh, and uh, well, some sad news today: Ray Liotta, who played Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams, died at 67. We know Ray Liotta was famous for a lot of other movies, of course. But I'm going to report on sports. You guys Good get add after. But Liotta starred a alongside Kevin Costner in the 1989 film. Um, Actor Ray Liotta died this week at age 67. Liotta is perhaps best known for the iconic Goodfellas, but in sports circles, he's also very well known for his portrayal of Shoeless Joe Jackson in 1989's Field of Dreams. Uh, Mileage varies, obviously, but Field of Dreams is generally regarded as one of the best baseball movies ever. There's even now an annual MLB game themed after the movie and played in the great state of Iowa. Uh, The movie Field of Dreams was but a small part of Liotta's life, but for many baseball fans, it was an important part. He even acknowledged as much years later. I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, because of Field of Dreams, they play with their kids more. You know, that time goes and you are busy working. And before you know it, it's time is up. Really ordered to the American Film Institute and really falls in line with, you know, what has happened this weekend, you know, or this week with the elementary school, how important it is to hug your family. I know that's what a lot of people were saying and spending time with your kids and, you know, really order with a little bit of that inspiration, uh, you know, making people spend a little more time and I noticed parents are very much invested with their children I remember I was saying to Gio earlier my parents never came to a game and it was okay I was cool with that because they were busy now Big D goes to the games Paul goes to his son's games you should it's great and you know I, it's just wanted to get that little bit in there I thought it was a good piece well, that's, of news that's where Damon is tonight I think it's the first one he was able to make for this uh, season good yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good this, on him. Good for Big D. For the spring season. Uh, devastated to hear the news of Ray Liotta's passing. This coming from Kevin Costner. He tweeted this out. Um, 
he'll always be Shoeless Joe Jackson in my heart. Yeah, yeah, I think Kevin Spacey tweeted out, I was hoping to sexually assault him. Um, <laughs> sorry, I missed my opportunity. <laughs> so, <laughs> Only in the UK. Only Paul. Can't do it over sorry, here. Uh, we needed to laugh. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> From Lorraine Bracco, of course, uh, his uh, counterpart in, in Goodfellas. <laughs> she's... She, she, Put this out. I'm utterly shattered to hear the terrible news about Ray. I can be anywhere in the world, and people will come up to me and tell me their favorite movie is Goodfellas. And they always ask about the best part of making the movie. My response has always been the same, Ray Liotta. Yeah, so. everyone seems to have loved him as a yep. person. Yeah. He came across as a as yeah, well real as good guy. Yeah. Jersey boy. Solid yeah. guy. Yeah. Jersey boy. Big time. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll take a trip across the uh, the pond to Davos. I know Paul's really excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. From Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Thursday night. Again, we appreciate you taking the time and spending your evening with us. Slick Rick, of course, doing sports. We'll have more sports in just a little bit before we tie up the show. And, of course, Paul Nolan is here hanging, doing some news. And uh, more often, I don't think we've done much news tonight, which is fine because we had a lot to cover. Um, but definitely the the commentary um, on what we've been covering has been so important because I feel like, you know, people, have, uh, people probably have the same thoughts in their heads as, as, you know, because we, we're, we kind of, we're, we're not talking, we're not professional, uh, you know, uh, pronosticators yeah. or, or what have you. We're not experts in the field of law enforcement or stuff like that. Uh, we're just, it's like, we're, we feel it just like the way you guys do. You know, we have questions and we have doubts. Yeah. You know, we, we have doubts. Have, we and have we doubts. Have and the problem is, our doubts are, have been uh, amplified, and you know, because there's so many lies on the media. There's so many lies through the tech giants. There's so many bots. There's so much BS to sift through. At least back in like 2007, eight, nine, social media came up. You, when you got news, like it wasn't pure disinfo at the time. Like you you could find a way to like fact check and fight through it. Now it's such a coordinated effort to hide and, and, and suppress like legitimate information, and it's really frustrating doing right. your research. It takes twice as much time, and it forces people to just give up, and it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Yeah, especially when you have search engines that purposely yeah. hide things, set up their algorithms to do, do that exact thing. It's just to hide news, push things down so you never really see it. It doesn't come across uh, no matter what social media uh, platform you're on. Uh, the Facebooks and Twitters of the world that did the same thing. Uh, yeah, when it first came out, it was all, oh, really? Oh, cool. Let me check that out. And yeah. you could find the story pretty quickly. I remember being in debate groups and like the groups were good because people would like, there were rules about trolling and, and gaslighting and there were rules about straw man. You know, people would like really like, like try to you know, understand other positions and opinions, you know, there was still always the ideologues who were impossible to reason with, but there was, there was at least the semblance of, Hey, interesting point. You know, there was a little more, now it's just so vitriolic. There's no, there's no, it's polarizing uh, and it's uh, frustrating because, you know, it's, it's really frustrating. If we had open discourse and honest media and honest tech giants and without sick agendas, we, it would be, 
these things would work themselves out in the yeah. long run. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna kind of lighten it up a little bit before yes, we uh, we go to Davos. Let's do the LOL of the day. G. Here's uh, well, it's Joe Biden, our favorite resident. It's Stacey Abrams, actually, about Joe Biden. That's even better. That's even better. <laughs> and so on the vision side, Biden had a vision. He has talked about what that vision looks like. He forgot but, it, though. No, no, no. His Alzheimer's kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> but he, think, he did. You ain't seen him. He was talking the other day. He turned around and was nobody back there. He was like, what well, there? I'll be dead. I, I thought somebody was behind me. <laughs> there was... A promise made, an intention. Yeah, I get it. Oh, geez, I <laughs> so I guess that, see, that's what the truth looks like, and she didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, no, that yeah. was comfortable for her. Yeah, exactly, because she's trying to tell a story. Not, 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 not the truth, tell a story. Exactly. Doesn't want to talk about the truth. Can't have the truth. No, the truth gets in the way. Exactly. <laughs> especially, especially if, you're, uh, if you're one of these oligarchs who wants to control the world. Um I don't know. Did you did you see the line of cars uh, heading out to Davos? Oh, good God! Oh my! Look wow. at Mercedes, How Mercedes, about that Mercedes, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Mercedes, BMW, Mercedes. All the all the companies that <laughs> killed is that one car on the eighty grand. Auschwitz. Yeah. That one car on the eighty grand. <laughs> no, of course not. And, and they all run on gasoline. How about the Gas clip? Gio, you have that clip where the uh, the woman was talking to the uh, the. the the forum, and she said, how many people here had an electric car? Oh, less than 4%. Uh, I don't know if you have that clip from the I other night. Not. That was hysterical. I mean, the woman at, at the World Economic Forum talked about ESG, environmental social governance, and it's like these people are so detached. Well, here's the, uh, the, the World Economic For- Forum uh, climate head. Uh, when asked about the emissions for the World Economic Forum jet setters, Check this out. I'm just wondering what the, the climate, what the global emissions are for this conference. Like, does the WEF tell people to not take private jets here? I'm sorry, guys. I'm not Yeah, she doesn't have time for that answer. Right. It's amazing. How dare you? I'm way above you. You know, that's it. It's just the, that's the, the arrogance. It's just that I'm, I'm so far ahead of you, you, you have no right to question me. Yeah. And we have a couple clips, and I know you're going to enjoy this because this, uh, this is the dynamic duo of Klaus Schwab and Albert Berla. Albert Berla is the, uh, the CEO of Pfizer. Um, and of course, Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. Listen to the two Bond villains talk about their plans. With a vaccine, that we knew that there's a very fanatic group of anti-vaxxers yes, that group. will go after us no matter what. They will claim that the sun didn't go up because people were vaccinated oh, of course. and that created issues with the crop. So I'm suing you. And one thing it is to sue That's you in the US, another thing is to sue you in a country where the legal system is not up to that standards or in Switzerland, right? So I think that's behind us. Uh, everything <laughs> went okay and now I think we can move on. Yeah, everything went okay. I think we, we, were, we were both uh, targets of the anti-vaccine uh, movements. Listen to this. And, how how uh, can this not be considered uh, evil, G- e- evil uh, villains? that I had tripled, I wonder what oh. it is, tri- triple um, uh, COVID. Triple um, COVID. Mm, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> well, was, uh, I think it got uh, hundreds of thousands of clicks and so on. Uh, I know you will also target... Um, I read one day 
but was arrested by FBI. Yeah, Not same yet. happened to me. And there are pictures, oh. pictures of me and the FBI officers. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. I never said. The surprising thing it is that the same publication I found out because I had published the previous one that was arrested was the Pope, then by <laughs> FBI. So ridiculous. Yeah. So we are good company. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I was in good company. Yeah. Who published that? Yeah. Because I'd like to see that story. And like, what was what was it? The Sun. You know what? You know what was it? The Inquirer. Please come out. You know that's the one, tabloid, the sun. I think it's called. What's the one that you see in the, in the grocery stores where it's like alien comes down impregnates Princess Diana? Oh, the National Enquirer. Right. No, some, the National Enquirer actually was yeah. spot on with their stuff. Oh, yeah. But I think it was the sun. Yeah, I think the sun. Yeah. Uh, something crazy like that. Now remember Albert Burla. If you remember him, this criminal, um, he he's the head of Pfizer, who I just have here in front of me. A little thing from the Justice Department announcing the largest health care fraud settlement in the history paid by Pfizer of $2.3 billion for fraudulent marketing. So it's not like Pfizer has never done anything wrong. We're talking right. $2.3 billion. <sighs> and that's from 2009. I mean, think about how many, how many of these cases from these pharma companies, and that's why they wanted to push back so hard. I mean, there's no repercussions. There's no clinical trial. It costs so little to build a vaccine or something close to a vaccine. It just costs so little. And the side effects now, didn't we just read recently that the efficacy of the Pfizer um, vax was like 12% and it lasted between two and three weeks? I mean, for God's sakes. For God's sakes. And now the new study, again, shows that natural immunity is way stronger. I mean, it's, it's insanity, what we're watching here. It's a full-blown it's, it's just a full-blown takeover from these giant monolithic structures that can't be stopped. Yeah, and now they want to combine your annual flu shot with the COVID shot. Now they're thinking, hey, can we mix in the monkeypox to this? Which happens to be the side effects, apparently. You see on page two of the, the release documents that the similar... Um, you know, uh, side effects of the Pfizer vax is now showing the the hives, the you know all the all the things we're seeing with monkeypox. So uh, I'm waiting uh, um, to do a little more research on that. But the preliminary that I saw on it's, it's scary, just scary how they just keep running cover for one another. Yeah, but meanwhile they 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 keep plowing ahead, they keep plowing forward uh, because it's all about their agenda, which is. Control And how do they attain that control? Through vaccine passports, through controlling the health. We've seen that with the WHO, trying to get control of the health over everyone in every single country. Um, but also through technology. And here's the Ali, Alibaba Group president, J. Michael Evans, talking about how they're working on, and this is a great one. This is awesome stuff. It's called the Carbon Footprint Tracker. Yeah. It's the personal Carbon yeah. footprint track. Yeah, if you fly too much, if you travel too much, they track everywhere you go and they tell you, oh, okay, you cannot do that because you've used too much carbon footprint. Yeah, and listen to how excited this guy is. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. <gasps> wow. What does that mean? That's where Major are they traveling? Control. How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker Hmm. stay tuned we don't have it operational yet but this is something that we're working on right that's a conspiracy theory right if i mentioned that a year ago i'm a nut think about it i mean this is this is psychotic 
They just want to control every facet of your life. This is crazy. And if it happens in America, it's everywhere. And there's no standing up to it at that point. What's crazy is how excited he seemed by it. This is like that. You go to Davos. These guys are like, it's like a race for who could be the sickest totalitarian. It's unbelievable. I just want to be left alone. I want to do what I leave me alone. Yeah. And these are the people. And we're talking about even um, United States senators and representatives are there partaking in this. They're part of it. how How about media? There's so many media and influencers there. There's so many like people who get millions and millions of, of, of like YouTube views who have an audience who are there on the you know being paid to as a guest to support these agendas. It's just it, it's just amazing. It's sick, and unfortunately, it seems to be that uh, you know these are the cool kids. These yeah. are the people that uh, seem to have the money and the power, and they they're trying to dictate everything to the plebes, which would be us. Yep. You know, the serfs, uh, as long as we're deemed, um, you know, not worthy of, ter- of yeah, living. We're not domestic terrorists for all, right. like not liking their policy. Worthy of living. And it was, it was Klaus Schwab in his own book, COVID-19, The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, who, who, wrote, <laughs> who wrote this. And this is amazing stuff because he writes when confronted with it, some industry leaders and senior executives may be tempted to equate reset with restart, hoping to go back to the old normal and restore what worked in the past. Tradition is tested positive, blah, 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 blah. In short, a return to business as usual. This won't happen because it can't happen. He writes, for the most part, business as usual died or was very, at very least infected by COVID-19. If no one power can enforce order, our world will suffer from a global order deficit. That's the way they think. If no one can enforce power over the entire world, then we're all doomed. That means give the power to us. We know better than you. Let us handle it. You'll have nothing and like it. And that's the way the world is going to be. That's the way they want the world to be. And again, it's we're not we're not making it up. I'm reading their words. It's their own words. It's their own words. We we you can't even make up stuff like this. It's that evil. So, all right, let's take a quick break. Wrap up the show. We'll do some more sports. We got some. Uh, we got a funny thing or two. We'll try and finish. We'll try and try to roll it in. Yeah, campus for four. All right, nice. we'll try and roll that in. Uh, stay there. Live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice. We'll be back. Lady Liberty live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice to Thursday night. We appreciate you taking the time. Man, the show has flown by. And again, you know what? I, I, I'll take uh, I'll take responsibility for leading us down this angry road this evening. But, uh, you know, I, I think we, 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 we're trying to cover no, no, things as is, much as no, possible. That's great, man. Great job. And uh, great. thanks, uh, Jill and Fran, for uh, you know, all the work you guys do. It's great stuff. Um, it's just nice to go through these clips with the audience and our friends and our community here. Like, you know, our little 
a little uh, six P club. So thanks everyone, I appreciate it. And you know, should we? Uh, by the way, every time I mention my my uh, what do you call it, the getter handle and mm-hmm. Truth Social, I get a bunch of files. We got to get you there. What, yeah, I got it. I'm slacking. Ugly American Radio, Ugly American Rad. You can follow me on Getter. Uh, just follow me. Just say hey. Uh, and I follow back anybody with a real picture. And I'm Papa Nolan. Um, Paul Nolan, Papa Nolan uh, on there, and Slick Rick Sports. At so, Slick yeah, Rick Sports. Follow. Help us build it up. So the more people we get there, we can help. Uh, when we share the show. Yeah. It helps yeah. us uh, boost up the algorithms. So helps thanks. us grow and helps us, uh, you know, do more stuff. And hopefully, uh, maybe we'll get some. Some uh, yeah, me and uh, honestly, I'm talking Rick D into doing Saturday and Sunday mornings. But we're gonna do live <laughs> shows. We're gonna we're gonna go live talking about stuff with our tinfoil hats that nobody's allowed. We're not allowed to talk about on the network. So right. <laughs> so you guys will go live for you. Well, we're at. I'll ask Rick Delgado to follow me on Getter. Dude, I've been following you since uh, before oh, you were even there. Take a look. Anyway, <laughs> take a look. Trust me, dude. And, I tag you every day. I know you do, but you don't follow me. All I right, don't follow that's you. okay. Shut up. You don't. See, now oh, I wait. have to check. Now oh, you're making me sec. check. Uh, Rasquita Man says, uh, why are you guys forgetting us on the Rav Chat? I've never used the Rav Chat because that app stunk. I hardly use the Rav Chat. Yes, and I was on that Rav Chat. Yeah, but, and I no, and I, I, uh, I haven't been on in a long time. I, I've got to get over there. Maybe tomorrow night I'll go back on there. How come Great I'm people. not following you? I That's thought weird. I don't know, Rick. I thought a lot of them were on Getter that moved over from the uh, Rav Chat. Rav right. Chat had some great people on I'm there. I'm following oh you gosh. now. Anybody with a real photo, I follow back because you know what? I made the mistake on Twitter, and I ended up following back bots and stuff. And I kind of right. So I'm just trying to make sure that people are real. Like you know, you know, I'm just trying to be a little smart. Yeah, and, and I've been following you on Truth Social, both of you guys, even before you guys got yeah. uh, finalized. Yeah, you got, that, I so. ended up coming to Truth Social with a couple hundred follows because of all yeah. the mentions you made. Well, that's yeah. good. All right. So uh, let's do some quick sports. Rick, what do you got for us before well, we forget. meet uh, Before we meet a pregnant man? And Slick Rick Sports, sponsored by MyPillow.com. Don't forget, use the LFS6B code. Father's Day is coming up in just a few weeks. That's Get right. those robes and uh, sheets, pillows, Slippers. good stuff. You know, come on, you can't get that just barbecue tools all the time. Get him something good. He'll love those sheets. He'll appreciate you. Definitely the robe. Um, and uh, speaking of getting to some clips, well, the Rangers got clipped tonight by the Hurricanes. They lost 3-1. to one. Rick, that game just went final. And now the Carolina Hurricanes have taken a 3-2 lead in the series. But there's hope for the Rangers. It goes back to the Garden on Saturday. And uh, Rangers could try to even it up and force the Game 7. And something tells me we're going to have a Game 7 on Memorial Day. I just got that feeling. Um Shifting gears, uh, well, the oil is in flames just underway up in the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in Calgary, the Battle of Alberta. The oil is looking to close it out on the road. Always a tough close, but uh, they're up three games to one, and they're just underway. That'll be a late-night game. I'll be catching that. And uh, NBA action right now to Warriors with a pretty commanding lead, although I don't think any lead's safe in the NBA until there's about two minutes to go. But they're up 53 to, thir- uh, excuse me, check that, 56 now to 38 over the Dallas Mavericks, three and a half to go in the second quarter. They're also looking to close that series out. They are up three games to one, and they're in the Chase Center, and they're looking to chase Dallas out of town. So we'll see what happens. Luka Doncic probably have something to say about that, but they're looking good right now. I'm sure that uh, Steph Curry is firing away. And um, Iga Svitek stretches winning streak to 31. 
with easy win at the French Open. Uh, make that 30 in a row for Iga Svitek. The top-ranked Svitek routed Allison Risk 6-0, 6-2 on Thursday to reach the third round of the French Open and extend the longest winning streak in women's tennis since Serena Williams won 34 in a row in 2013. The 20-year-old Polish player said hasn't lost in more than three months, and the 2020 uh, French Open champion compiled a 23-6 edge in winners over a 43rd-ranked opponent, two-time major finalist Karolina Pliskova. Um, so that's it with the uh, right now what's going on in tennis as well as well. Daniil Medvedev also uh, he defeated uh, uh, well he, he won earlier today over Laszlo Dijer uh, and uh, he won six three six four six. Three. That's a big name there. And just one more quick story. Uh, Cowboys Dak Prescott on Texas shooting. It makes me fearful to have children. David Arrow, Fox News, Dallas Cowboy quarterback uh, Dak Prescott expressed fear and sadness Wednesday when discussing Tuesday's shooting in Texas. Don't forget the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys are the two NFL teams of notoriety in Texas. And uh, they obviously weighed in and uh, you know feel feel bad as well. And um, Dak Prescott doesn't have children. In fact, he's not even married. But uh, you know, just getting some of his thoughts. But Rick, back to you. All right. Well, thank. Thank you, Rick. And I just want to read this quick geet from Slick Rick Sports. Truly a shame to see one of all-time greats end up like this. He's talking about Boris Becker, tennis great, getting two and a half years in prison. Yeah, you can find that on Getter at Slick Rick Sports. He's got the story linked there. And yeah, one of, one of the heroes I grew up with when I was when I was a kid watching tennis, man, was Boris Becker. Oh, uh, his huge beast. serve. He came out of nowhere as from a 19-year-old. Man, crazy. Uh, let's finish up the show on a positive note, shall we? With... Uh, Students who haven't met a pregnant man. This is Campus Reform. G go. Oh hey guys, my name's Noel Fitchett, and I'm here with Campus Reform at Cal State University Fullerton. Recently, Apple released a pregnant man emoji, and we're going to go find out if students support it, if they've ever seen a pregnant man, and what they think about the emoji. So let's go find out. Yeah, it's in California, so of course, you know, that's where everything's normal. Yeah, she looks real chill. <laughs> So Apple recently released a pregnant man emoji. What are you guys' thoughts on that? If you're a trans man having a baby, that's great. It raises awareness on the fact that trans men can have Come babies. On. It's like a harmless addition. It helps a lot with just inclusion. People who are trans oh, want to have children one day. It's interesting. It's funny. But you're born with... Biologically. Biologically. does not determine your gender. Anyone with a uterus should be represented. I don't know if it's uterus or uteri. It's interesting. Oh. What? what? I don't really like kidding? it. It's like impossible that men can be pregnant. Why do you think Apple released a pregnant man emoji? Probably in an attempt to be more inclusive. Mm. It's interesting how selected they are with their emojis, considering that they replaced the gun emoji with a water gun emoji. Obviously, it's good that there's representation, but I do not feel that their want for that representation is genuine. It's all performative. They want to be more equal for everyone in society. Provides like inclusivity for men as well. Everyone loves to be woke. That's nice, but I also just feel like it's kind of like ingenuine. They probably want to stay in touch with their market as well as their audience. It's hard to say whether or not it was from good intentions. Maybe people were requesting it. They want to try to pander to everybody's needs. It's for people who believe that men can get pregnant. They want to say, oh, we support you. Have you ever uh, met a man who was pregnant? Personally, no. But I've heard, like, (laughs) stories. Not not to this point in my life. (laughs) Impersonally. So, no. Uh, On TikTok, on videos. I don't know anyone personally. It is real. And it happens. No, it's not. A man born a man? No. Yeah, I haven't personally, but like I've like seen like trans people give birth. 
course on like really? the internet. You mean women? Not me personally, no. No, I haven't. No. No, I've just seen. I don't Nos think men X. can get pregnant. Do you think the emoji shift is, says anything about society? It's more we're accepting a lot of stuff, which is great. It kind of shows that people are more willing to have these conversations. Society as a whole, like we still have. What conversations? To do. I think it says we live in one. You know, like we live in a society. Yeah. Big companies like Apple will do their absolute best to stay in touch with like the generation gender equality, as well as you know the current climate of like. LGBT Stupid. rights. I don't think men can be pregnant, but I think society is just trying to make everyone feel included. I don't think. Because people are saying stuff. It just shows that like men can like um, have, not actually like have children, but can take care of children as well. How much we've progressed towards like leftist ideals. Cool. Crazy how much change there's been lately. They've all been leaning towards like the left. It's a little frustrating. <laughs> well, look at that. A bit of a brain a in that one. Brain. Good yeah. close oh. to the show. Good close. <laughs> All right. Thank you for watching, everyone, on this Thursday night. We'll be back tomorrow night. Big D will be back in the chair. As always, we thank you for watching, and we also salute our military, active and retired, all our first responders, EMTs, firefighters, police, uh, everybody working on the front lines, nurses, doctors, truck drivers, you name it, everybody working out there. We appreciate it. Everybody on the show, Fran and G in the booth. Paul doing news, Slick Rick doing sports, and you guys at home. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you for joining us. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great night.